Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. Thank you, Alan. You can always guarantee Alan brings a tear to the eye. He has a way of sharing these things. It's great to be with you. Um, great to be here. I want to say thank you to the pastors for allowing me to be here, but I want to congratulate you. I want to say congratulations, your creative team. I believe there's a renaissance going on in the whole sphere of creativity, and you seem to be on the cutting edge band. You did a great job, and I'm so thrilled to be in a church that knows its thumbprint and is uniquely individual and happy to be what God has made it to be. So well done, Com Church. You're doing a great job. So I want to share with you this morning. I want to thank Alan and Sue as well for hosting them, for hosting us, not hosting them, hosting Tina and myself. As we were worshiping this morning, God reminded me of what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 8, that the whole of creation groans and travails in pain, waiting for the revelation of the sons, and I'm going to add the daughters of God. My personal belief, having been brought up in church, having come to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior at a young age, and served the Lord for nearly 50 years, I believe we're on the edge of perhaps one of the greatest periods in church history we have ever known. And what I'm going to share with you this morning, I believe is part of what God is saying it's time for the body of Christ to come out of the wings and to come onto the stage. And what I'm going to share is a bit of an upgrade because God's going to take you out of the cattle class and put you in first class. He wants to take you from where you're at and help you to renew your thinking and realize just who you are. You are the sons and the daughters of the living God. You are the hope of heaven on earth. You are the ambassadors of God here and now. I am not just here waiting for Jesus to return. I have a legal right to be here. I am an ambassador of heaven. I'm a representative of the kingdom. And I want to do the will of God in this day and generation. No one else has the answer but God. And he's called us to this world and this day and this generation to do his will. I want to share on what I'm calling the Cinderella culture. The Cinderella culture. Not for everyone, but for some people who believe that they are followers of Jesus Christ, they are Christians, they have what I call a basement thinking. The ugly sisters of condemnation and intimidation are holding them in a basement thinking mode. And God wants to raise you up from the basement to the ballroom. He wants to take you from basement thinking to high-level living. To reign in life by one Christ Jesus. To know what it is to spiritually run through a troop and leap over a wall. To know that in Christ I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. 
the reason when Jesus came onto the scene that he introduced this word repentance because he wanted us to understand that when we repent, we have a change of mind that leads to a change of lifestyle. It's a roundabout turn and a quick march in the opposite direction. It's having a renewing of the mind. And so, I want by God's help to transition us this morning from where we may be at right now to where God wants us to be. And I want to use as a vehicle um, a proverb. And it's Proverbs 23.7. And now it's from the NASB translation. Proverbs 23, verse 7. And NASB translation says this. As a man or woman thinks, so he or she is. As a man or a woman thinks, so he or she is. I have a simple mantra that comes out of that, and it's this. What I believe affects how I behave and ultimately what I'm going to become. We're all becoming something, and that what we become is rooted in what we believe. What I believe affects how I behave and ultimately what I become. All of us have beliefs. Some of them are superficial and don't really affect us. Others are deeply ingrained. They call them a cluster, a collection of beliefs. And you could really put every one of us into two categories. I don't want to generalize, but the world say we're either fixed thinkers or growth thinkers. I like to call it like this. We're either flat earth thinkers or round earth thinkers. Flat earth thinkers live in fear. Live in fear of what others say to them, about them, over them. Flat earth thinkers see the hole and miss the donut. They're generally pessimistic. They see the problem but don't see the potential. It's kind of having a, a fear mentality. It's rooted in, sometimes in their education, in their experience, in their environment. But people who I call rounder thinkers don't live by fear, they live by faith. I serve a good God. Do you know God looks at me and he thinks I'm brilliant. I don't really care what you think, but God, my God thinks I'm brilliant. You look at yourself in the mirror and you sometimes think I'm a failure. I'm hopeless. I made a mistake again this week. I said and did it wrong. I've not read my Bible. Where is my Bible? And we base our Christian life on our performance. God doesn't base it on our performance. He bases it on our position. I'm a child of God. I'm one of his beloved sons and you, if you're a Christ follower, if you've turned your back on the past, accepted the life and the death of, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and you have come to him and given your life to him and let him be your boss, your Lord and make him your saviour, you are a child of God. And quit thinking the lie that says everyone who does stuff up here is better than you. We're not. We still get out of bed the wrong side. 
We still lose it sometimes. We still make mistakes. None of us are perfect. He is working on us. But I don't want to live by fear. I want to live by faith. I want to walk in the good of what Jesus said about me. If you walk in the good, this is John 8, paraphrased. If you walk in the good of what Jesus said, you will know the truth. And you don't, I'm not talking about knowing it here. I'm talking about knowing it here. In your knower, your knowers in here. You know that you know that you know that you know. It comes by revelation. I don't care what circumstances say. I don't care what people say. God loves me. God accepts me. God approves of me. God thinks I'm special. That I'm precious. God thinks I'm brilliant. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. What I believe affects how I behave. I want to tell you a true story. It's about a friend of ours and about his neighbours. He lived in Yorkshire. And this elderly couple lived next door to him. And they were getting on in years and they were kind of my age. So they, they were getting on a bit and they decided they would go traveling. They'd lived in the same village all their life, never been outside the village. And so they told all the friends, we're going traveling. Where are you going, Scarborough? No, 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 no. Cornwall? No. We're going to America. What? We're going to New York. What? Yeah, we're going. And all their friends started to give them terrible stories. You could get attacked. This is in the 70s. You could, I went to America in the first time in the 70s, went to downtown New York, waited three hours from midnight to three in the morning for a bus because I'm going to go by Greyhound bus to Maryland. I was petrified. I, you know, man of faith and God and power and, and everything else, but I was just petrified. And I saw policemen with guns. I thought, I'm sticking with you. So for three hours, I walked around this bus station, wherever the police went. Anyway, this couple, they were flying into New York, and they, they had a great trip, flew into New York, found their hotel, which was a high-rise block, and they went up to the room, went into the room, and the guy was just thinking, oh, let's just rest. And his wife said, let's go shopping. Happy wife, happy life, you know. So the man said, oh, okay, okay. So they went down in the lift elevator, down into the lobby, and they're just about to go out of the hotel, and the wife says, oh, no, I've left my purse, I've left my handbag in the room. That's like leaving your life behind, isn't it? Move on. Anyway, she says, you wait here, and I'll go back to the hotel room, and then I'll come down and join you, and then we'll, we'll go shopping. So she gets in the elevator, the lift, goes up to the bedroom, uh, the hotel room, gets her purse, comes back, gets into the elevator, and the doors are just about to close when this huge Afro-American steps into the lift, along with a dog the size of a small pony. It is a big dog, huge dog. And the, the doors close, and the lady starts remembering what I believe affects how I behave. I'm going to get mugged. I'm going to get beaten up. I'm going to get attacked. And the lift begins to go down. 
And all of a sudden, into the quietness of that elevator, the words peel out. Get down. Get on the floor. And the lady thought, oh, no. She began to kneel on the floor to the burst of laughter of the man who reached out his hand and said, I'm ever so sorry, love. I was talking to my dog. (laughs) True story. What I believe affects how I behave. That isn't the end. They go to pay the bill. It's been paid for. And the lady behind the desk said, well, actually, here's a bouquet of flowers for you. And it was a bouquet of flowers that said, thank you for the best laugh I've had for years. (laughs) Signed, Lionel Richie. Isn't that incredible? What I believe affects how I behave. And ultimately, what I become. The Bible says that we should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. I'm on a campaign because I don't think some Christians think of themselves as highly as they ought. Our problem isn't we don't think of ourselves too highly. I don't think we think of, us, think of ourselves as highly as we ought. That we're part of the household of faith, that we're in the royal household, that we're God's representatives here on earth. It's not how I see myself. How does God see you? It's seeing ourselves in the mirror of his words to realize that through Jesus, I'm accepted, I'm approved, I'm appreciated, I'm supremely loved. I am highly valued. I am eternally redeemed. It blows my mind what it means that I am born again that I am filled with the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that I can move in that power and that authority, and that He has done so much for me. I say, God, you've done a great job. That we are born again, Spirit-filled believers. And yet we need the Spirit of God to lift us out of our basement thinking into high-level living. From the basement of disgrace to the ballroom of His grace. It's time for the church to party. Sorry, Pastor. I may have opened something up here, but in God, ladies, in God, let's, let's... They've already dressed up. They're ready for the party. Where's it coming? They got streamers. Oh, I'm leaving Dunstable in this afternoon. (laughs) Do you know when I read the story of the prodigal in Luke 15, I believe that many of us are almost like the principal player, the prodigal son who comes to his senses. There's a work of repentance. He returns to the father and the father runs that no elderly Israelite would ever do. That is not what elderly men do, but he ran towards his son. There's something of God running towards us. He sees us turn to him. He turns to us and runs towards us in grace. I have a God who runs towards me 
as I make a step towards him. And for some in this room this morning, you need to make that initial step. Because God is looking on and waiting, ready to run and embrace you in his loving arms. And bring you back to the place you are destined to be. The prodigal son comes back. He is given a coat of identity. It's thought that it was probably a sonship coat. He's given the coat of identity. He's given the ring of authority. He's given the shoes of destiny. And then the father said, let's party. Never mind the elder son stuff, the elder brother, let's leave that with God. But the father wants us to party. What are you talking about, Chris? I believe the world needs to see, see the joy of the whole earth. We are the joy of the whole earth. We have a world that has no hope. We have the hope of heaven. We are in a world that has no sense of anticipation, no sense of, uh, of realization what it means to be a human being with life and vitality and enjoyment. I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is, comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word that means hap. It's kind of chance. I'm talking about a deep deposit of the joy of the Holy Spirit, that joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. I'm talking about a peace that goes beyond all human understanding. I'm talking of partying in the grace of God and having fun, as it were, with the goodness of God. It's time we understood what it means of who we are. Which brings me to the reason why I wrote this book. Ten years ago, I heard a sermon about measuring up. And in that sermon, the guy told two stories. And I've held those two stories for 10 years and said, God, if you would give me the ability, I'd like to write a book. This is not just an ego trip. I want to see a generation released into who they are in Christ. I pray the next generation does not go through the struggles my generation's gone through. And I'm at a time now that I'm handing on a baton to the generations that are coming behind me. But I'm telling them, you better start running because I'm not stopping. I'm in a relay race and I'm still running my race. I'm not stopping for you. You've got to catch me up. And I'm going to let it go when you've got a hold of it. And I can say, you're holding it. I'm releasing it. But I'm running my race to the end. And I will cheer you on. But I want young people, and this is written for 8 to 12-year-olds, it talks about low self-esteem, poor self-image, bullying, difference, diversity, uh, uh, disability. And I've written it in a way that parents, children can read it and it's a great story. But parents and grandparents and teachers, this is being read in some schools. We have some Christian teachers who are reading in schools. And at the back, there's a way in which you can go online and get a whole load of questions you can talk about. I want to open up a conversation. I want young people to realize just because you're a Christian, you do not have to be ashamed of it. You can be a Christ follower and you do have an answer. You're not, you know, people want to say you're weird. You're not weird. You're wonderful. You're not odd. You are special in God's sight.
And I'm praying, God, give us all an upgrade. I tell you, some of us here this morning need an upgrade. We've traveled cattle class too long. You know, when you go in an airplane, you walk past the first class. I'm praying grace. God bless you. You go right to the very back and you sit down. I'm saying spiritually, it's time to broaden our wings. It's time to say, God, I'm destined for the best in life. I'm destined, Lord, to live like a king and a queen. I'm refusing the lies of the enemy this morning. He's trying to bring the ugly sisters of condemnation and intimidation. Hold me in a basement. I'm stepping out of the basement. I'm coming to high-level living. I'm coming to the ballroom. I'm coming to the place that I'm intended to be. Because you're brilliant. We're going to play a song. We went out to the States to launch this book because it was, it's written in the 70s in, in Texas. And... Um, for months, a song by Lauren Daigle, uh, I say, you say, has been just everywhere I go. Before I flew out, I had to have some root canal filling. That's great. I mean, you don't wake up in the morning and say, I'd like to, let's do some root canal today. That will be a real joy. The dentist says, you've got to have it done. You can't fly without having this. Okay, fine. And I'm lying in the chair having this root canal and this song comes over. Over the airways. My dentist, I don't think he's a Christian. Uh, he knows all about what I do. But this song is such a blessing. Lauren was um, in, in this country last week. And as we sing it, I'm going to pray. After we've heard this song, I'm going to pray because I believe God wants to do an upgrade. I am tired of the church being put on the sideline. It's time, it's our time, it's our turn. It's our time, it's our turn. We need to come from the sidelines and say, I've been brought for this time for center stage. This is where God has brought me. I refuse to hide any longer in the background. I want to come to the foreground. We have an answer to this world. He's called Jesus. So wherever you go tomorrow, the office, wherever it is, Realize just who you are. Say, Holy Spirit, give me the right word. If I need to say something, give me the right word. If I need just simply to smile, help me to smile. Whatever it is so that I can reflect and be a mirror image of Jesus wherever I go. Would you stand with me? Would you stand? Just before I hand back to Julia, I'm going to pray. I'm going to say, for those that have been feeling this week, you are useless. That is a lie of the enemy. God says you are very useful in his purposes. For those who have bought into the lie that everything is hopeless, in God's view, he has hope for all things. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will squash the lie. You will silence the voices that are opposed to the will of God. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth without interference. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I pray for truth. 
begin a journey of upgrade, Lord, in every one of us in this room. Help us to realize who we are in Christ Jesus, to see ourselves as you see us, to start valuing who we are. That by God's grace, we'll come off the sidelines and come center stage, that this earth will see a revelation of the sons and daughters of God, for which they don't know, but they yearn and long for. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.